0: what is the crack i hope everyone's having a lovely gentle day and here we are podcast two of the sober mess podcast and the head's in a good place today it went for a run then went for a dip in the in the sea down at the 44 in Dunyuri and i uh, had a close encounter with a sail it scared the absolute shite out of me <laughs> and, uh, i jumped out and some lady was like oh it was only it was only a, a puppy seal. did you get a fry?" and look let's just say thankfully i was in the sea for when i wet myself because a sail absolutely frightened the shite out of me but i survived i survived that dangerous encounter with a puppy sail But, um, yeah, I hope everyone's keeping well today and all is good. But, um, yeah, I'm just... Today, I suppose, I'm just going to talk about my goals list. So, as I said last week in the podcast, I made a goals list. So, yeah, so I, like... So yeah, the reason behind this was I made a goal. list. I wasn't long home from backpacking. So yeah, I literally quit my job in December. I was just in a job, wasn't happy in it, and I just wanted change. And uh, I quit my job in December 2019 and just went on a solo backpacking trip to Asia uh, for three months. I went to Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Um, Bali, and I know the old cliche oh you can't find yourself but that's literally what happened like you know what I mean and completely like this trip completely changed my perspective on life you know what I mean and just the whole thing of you know constantly needing things outside of myself to make me feel good about myself and make me feel worthy or constantly trying to be accepted by people out there you know what i mean like and and this is why i was feeling so i suppose dissatisfied before i left on this trip and when i went over there you know what i found out was that jesus i actually really Enjoy my own company, I love hanging out with column and just embracing life experience and there's so much more to life than just getting wrapped up in consumerism or you know fecking social media or you know what I mean whatever it may be that the natural resources are the best way to kind of keep you satisfied and keep your mind at peace you know and so yeah I went on this, this uh, backpacking trip and it was incredible, uh, I done a silent retreat in Koh Samui I actually done a 10 day uh, Mai Thai camp and then a week later I done a 5 day silent retreat in Thailand and yeah just, I just remember listening to a monk there and, uh, even, like, and it was really good he came I in he was doing like, this lecture and you know he was talking about the people in the western world they'd look at kind of the people in kind of asia and think jesus they must be suffering down there because they've they've, like, they've not a lot of materialistic goods and they haven't got a lot of money and you know that they, they live in poverty and they must be so unhappy you know and he says that people down in asia think the exact same thing about the western world he'd look up at us and he'd go jesus the poor people must be suffering because they're so wrapped up in materialistic goods they're so wrapped up in needing things outside of themselves they must be so unhappy with themselves that they're constantly craving stuff on the outside to make them feel good about themselves and i just thought this was profound when when i heard this and um yeah, so when I got back from this trip, I was on this mad, zen, kind of hippie, spiritual well-being buzz when I arrived back to Ireland in March. And I remember, <laughs> you know, it didn't take long for the Irish culture just to kill me boys. The the Irish kind of begrudgery, our obsession with bad news and, and death and just shaking our f- that fucking the the world or whatever it may be i just found that. it just broke me down it just broke me down you know but I, it's so i think i got when i got home i just got this mad anticlimax. just felt really low for like a week or two was literally just going to tesco and this is this is in the grips of coronavirus the, like the lockdown was coming it had just came into effect the whole 2k thing and I uh, was literally just going to Tesco, buying a big bag of sweets, buying like like a 20, 30 euro word of second chocolate, and biscuits and ice cream, whatever, and coming back to me gaff and eating it. And like, you know what I mean? Just comforting, bingeing, you know what I mean? And like doing this for like two weeks straight, and then I got to a point where I, like, I am so unhappy. I am so unhappy the way things are. Uh, in, my, in my own life you know and then um, you know then listen to a podcast and they were talking about you know making like being meaningful with our days like if you like if you were to live one day at a time how can you say look i made the most of today and i find that this, just this little thing inspired me a bit to say you know what actually i want to i want to kind of i wasn't like i'm sitting here i was sitting in my sitting room covered in fucking chocolate and wrappers everywhere and just being like, I'm not happy, you know what I mean? I'm not fucking happy, and I just wanted to make a change. So I I sat down and I wrote a goals list. And so I wrote a goals list, I wanted to kind of get into running, wanted to like learn, like how can I utilize the time? And I think a few of them wanted to like learn Spanish, wanted to do like an online programming course, I wanted to volunteer. Learn more songs on the guitar um, and, and exercise and fitness and things like that and keep getting in the sea every day and uh, so when I made this list and I had a bit of a target I had a bit of an aim you know and, and, and it was meaningful as well and the other thing as well was on oh my God, was was it was, was creative writing so I was like writing comedy or philosophy or you know what, whatever it was I was like I, I was catering for that so it's that creative needing me you know and it's something that we all have and I think it's something that we all should kind of you know look at doing more and not just my opinion that even for me that if I'm not kind of letting out this creative side of me it can build up you know what I mean and it can make you know that if, I, if I'm creative all the time if I'm doing some writing could be whatever your creative buzz is I just find it so satisfying when I'm creative you know what I mean and I find there's nothing more meaningful and purposeful when, I, when I, I'm creative with something and it could be anything at all it could be it could be baking it could be art it could be you know it could be writing a story It could be writing poetry you know what i mean it could be anything at all it could be writing music lyrics teaching music you know anything that's creative we're all creative beings you know what i mean so just don't don't ever kind of just be afraid to be creative because well geez what would people think or, or i'm no good or you know never like let it out and release that you know Beast of creativity in you, you know what I mean, whatever it is, but um, so yeah, so I wanted to do all these things. So, with this goal list, so with this goal list, list, with this goals list, then I had a bit of aim and a bit of a target, you know what I mean. And it's like that, I don't know where I heard it, but someone said, like, action without meaning is pointless, and meaning without action is impactless. You know, so it was like, right, really, what's the point of having all this action if there's no, like, aim or direction or meaning or purpose behind it? Like, why am we taking this action, you know what I mean? And then the other side of it is that if you have your goals list, take the action. And it was like what I was talking about in the last podcast about, like, the procrastination or the pr- perfectionism or the overthinking can come into it and, you know, get in the way, you know what I mean? And um, so, yeah, so I started. Uh, so one of the things I got into was fitness, and look, I've, I've been a real addictive personality, you know what I mean? Like anything at all, I can get addicted to, you know. And I don't know what run really went out on a 5k, and then this at this time, everyone was putting the bar at 5k times, blah blah. blah. And uh, you know, we went there and I've done a 5k, and I just I remember I haven't ran in like. A good year. Like I, was, I was, I'm relatively fit as it was. You know, I was competing in, in boxing and, and playing a lot of football, and you know I was doing my toy as well, uh, competing up to Christmas and doing a camp in And so I was fit already, but not really running, you know. And um, <clears throat> and when I went away to, to, to Asia as well, I I discovered as well that I I wasn't I didn't want to compete in. Competing combat sport anymore, you know what I mean? I just lost the love of it, you know. I didn't like letting out, I didn't want to be harmed or harming other people anymore. That sort of sense. Like, I still like to train I still like to stay fit in it. I love to train inside of it, and I find it very therapeutic, but I don't want to come be compete anymore you know and uh, yeah so like that's what I liked about the running is that just like I find that when I run I release all these endorphins in me you know and it just my mental health it just does amazing things for my mental health and that for me to exercise that is my main motive and incentive is the absolute buzz I get, the endorphins, I do it for my head, my head only, because when I used to train for my, for my fit, for like, for body image, or to lose weight, or to fucking compete, you know, then I had expectations, you know what I mean, and with expectations you can be let down, and if you get let down enough, You'll fall out of love with it, you know what I mean? But whereas I all you, all you wanted to do it just for my mental health, just to get the buzz out of it. And it doesn't have to be fitness, you know, whatever gives you a buzz. it like I was talking about being creative. It could be baking a cake. It could be writing a story, you know what I mean? It could be a, uh, knowing the, doing a, it's, it's, uh, a math sum or writing, you know, studying, you No, know, just different strokes for different folks, not one glove fits all, you know what I mean? So it's about, you know what What, what cares for your... What, what lights your soul on for you know do whatever lights your soul on for you everyone's going to be fecking just because just cause John down the road likes fecking football doesn't mean you will you know what I mean I've done that for years trying to do shit because I thought what other people wanted me to do just so I could fit in and be accepted and it was, I was so fucking unhappy doing shit that I didn't want to do I remember I actually had a spot I had two Spotify playlists you know two Spotify playlists and I had one Spotify playlist when I was giving one of the lads a list in the car the lads were in the car and it was all full of techno dance the sweetest social mafia you know and I would play this and, and, and me had be, oh, I bet you the lads thing going deadly I bet you the lads thing going so cool because of the stuff I listed you know just trying to be accepted you know I mean, want the people to think it was cool, you know. And when I was on my own in the car, I had my own playlist of music that I actually loved and liked, and listened all the time, like the Beatles, Oasis, Stone Roses, Pink Floyd. You know, but I didn't want people to know that I liked this music because I didn't want to be judged. I was frightened to be myself, terrified just to be myself, you know. And uh, yeah, it was it was insane. Like it was insane when you think about it. But um. Sorry, going off track there a bit, but yeah. So like, I need to find what and what works for my mental health, that's the running the running for me does it but my main motive only was for my mental health because if i'm doing it to compete or for a body image like if you're doing it for fitness to lose weight then it comes into the whole body image thing and that's when we become perfectionist so we can whip ourselves and beat ourselves up because we don't look a certain way and what who are we comparing ourselves to like are you comparing yourself to the the instagram influencer which like they look amazing you know what i mean they have the ripped six pack or the perfect fit whatever it is but that can be a really unhealthy thing to get into because i think with instagram like you know compare like perfect this is the new normal you know what i mean where you know people that they they main their self-worth comes on the amount of likes that they get you know what i mean or you know the followers that you have means how worthy they're but you're only catering for your vanity or how you look where there's so much more like attributes to being a human then just for how you look. You know what I mean? What about your intelligence? What about your creativity side? You know what I mean? What about your like intellectual side, your emotional side, your spiritual side, you know what I mean? And we're not catering for them things. They're the only things that matter is how we work. And like I've worked with people before I've worked with influencers on social media, you know what I mean? And been able to talk with them, and some of them were the most loneliest people that are not the most lonely, but a lot of them are fairly lonely and very insecure, you know what I mean? And um, because they're constantly needing to be to validated all the time, and it's a, it's a very lonely place to be where you're counting on, on strangers and other people to validate you and your self worth. And see, the problem with that is that we're never, if we're looking at that, we're never truly satisfied because today I might get validated, I might get 50 likes, oh, geez, I'm acceptable by the tribe i feel great but then tomorrow i wake up and I, I get the empty feeling again so i need to be accepted again you know what I mean? so it's never like once i've been accepted i'm accepted for the rest of my life or i feel like i'm validated today but then i wake up tomorrow and i'm needing validation you know what i mean so i'm constantly craving this validation like you know what i mean so it's like it's like like if i'm trying to cater my, my ego like that see your ego is just it's a primal instinct where it's a gatherer your ego is a gatherer where it only knows to gather and to want it doesn't understand have you know what I mean so your ego is just programmed to understand want so it's constantly saying if I get A, B or C I'll be happy I'll be I'll be lovable I'll I'll fit in I'll be worthwhile you know your ego's feeding all these things in your head that if you get that Ferrari if you get that promotion if you get 50 likes on Instagram if you get that 6 pack if you get them fecking whatever it is like don't get me wrong it's nice to have these things but if my if i'm my whole well-being and my self-worth is dependent on the nice shiny thing in the distance then that means i'm putting a condition on my self-worth and my happiness that i cannot be happy until i get that nice shiny thing in the distance you know what i mean so my my whole purpose and meaning in life becomes is down to getting this this thing in the distance, which could be the promotion, which could be the fifty likes on Instagram, which could be the new Calvin Klein T-shirt or the new pair of runners or sh- that yoke online or you know what or the complete whatever it is. Like don't get me wrong, it's good to have goals and all, you know, but don't let them become your be all end all. Don't put a condition on your happiness by ch- chasing these things. And and see, that's the thing with you know we, we can get false posts um, Instagram can, can become unhealthy you know because we're, we're always trying to go further and further because we're never satisfied and before you know it there's people turning to plastic surgery or steroids just so they're validated do you know what I mean just because they're accepted, because their ego has told them look if you get enough in, Instagram uh, uh, likes or uh, enough Instagram followers you'll finally feel accepted do you know what I mean you'll finally feel like you're fitting in this is your purpose in life to do this to, to, to be liked on instagram or whatever it is and this is this is how the ego works you know what i mean but again your ego is programmed to only know gather it doesn't understand what it's like to want you know what i mean That as soon as you get that portion of promotion the jacket the calvin Klein t-shirt the you yoke know, your order online the thing that you your ego told you when you get that you'll be worthwhile you'll feel better about yourself And as soon as you get that, you'll still have that lacking feeling, you know what I mean? Because, oh, you thought it would complete you or fix you, but now you have it, and you still kind of feel that bit of emptiness, you know what I mean? And to be in that state is a very lonely place to be. And I've been there for a long time. I've been there for a long time where I'm constantly seeking things, on the outside of myself, and I didn't understand why, and never known why I wasn't satisfied. You know what I mean, like that the grass is constantly always greener on the other side. You know, I thought that oh Jesus, you know, if we got this, I'd be happy and complete. And then you you get it, and you get this mad anti climax. Oh, so you found that. Like, the, I remember it being one of the most uh, lowest points in my life was when I got my degree, and I was working so hard to get this degree. Finally, got it. And I I got a boost for like a day or two, and then I got this massive low. And the reason I got this massive low was because I thought as soon as I got this degree, I'd finally like myself. I'd finally feel smart, I'd finally feel intelligent, I'd finally feel like I'm worthy, I'd finally feel like I'm a good human being. And I remember when I got my degree, I still felt the same. I still felt that lowness in me. And I was like, I thought this was it. I thought this was the thing that would fix me, you know, and it, and it wasn't, you know what I mean? That I wasn't that, that I needed to learn how can I learn to look inside and love myself and like myself, no matter what conditions are, no matter what part of the fucking Dublin you're from, or what part of the world you're from, what social class you're in, how many Instagram followers you have, how many fucking pairs of Air Max are Sorry, I didn't mean the course. I want this to be a course free place but of uh, course a lot so i'm sorry if i do of course or fans anyone um, and <clears throat> but yeah so this is what i'm saying like to try not get um wrapped up in things on the outside of yourself yeah. um, so yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm going to put down a rabbit hole there um, when I topic my goals list. So yeah, so like, the, my reason for wanting to, to, to get wrapped up in the fitness is because the, the impact that it has on my mental health and it's a natural resource. And as I said in the last podcast again, I'm, I love natural resources, natural remedies, you know what I mean? Getting in the sea every day, sea swimming, um, exercising, creativity, mind, being mindful, meditating, you know, sitting out and listening to the birds and that, like my morning ritual would be I'd get up early, I'd, I'd make a coffee, I'm an absolute coffee enthusiastic, love me coffee and I'd sit out on the balcony and I'd listen to the orchestra coming to, from the trees in terms of the birds singing and being able to connect with that and just be in the present moment and then, then after that I'd, maybe I'd go, I'd go for a run but every day I'd get into the sea and you know, my mind is generally in a grey place, you know what I mean, and that's like my little ritual which results in me feeling satisfied, which results in me feeling like, feeling good which gives me peace of mind and when I stick to that ritual it works and that's a simple mathematics for me you know what I mean and when I'm doing with a bit of creativity every day when I'm feeling that every day is meaningful that like when I can put my head to the pillow and say yeah you know I, I made good history Today, you know what I mean. Are you doing something purposeful and meaningful with my day? And I, like, even and it could be a simple thing. I mean, the most I think that one of the most meaningful, purposeful things you can do is to try help someone. You know what I mean? And kind of do a simple thing, give an old friend a text, or be be friendly, just give someone a smile. You know, you you don't know what impact you could have on one person just by being friendly. And that's what like any human encounters I have throughout the day. I try and you know just try and being as gentle as kind as I can, you know, because I'm I'm a very anti-confrontational person. I like do. For years, I tried to be a hard man because I thought that's what my peers wanted me to be because I'd be accepted. You know, I remember being a teenager? Because in school, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, the hard, the best fight, I was always the most respected." And growing up with this mentality, man. Mentality and 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 then really. I was just you know that was just I was just trying to put on this act. You know what I mean? And it just wasn't me. You know what I mean? And I was just trying to feel accepted. And you know, I was like the hard man. I was like the sports and he was like the football expert. You know what I mean? I didn't know what I was. I just I knew I just wanted to fit in and be approved of and be accepted. And I wasn't a showy, awkward person. I was an outgoing awkward person you know, like my inner my social anxiety i was very outgoing and talkative but on the inside i feel mad anxious like, you know what i mean just trying to fit in and then um, and i'd be, I was mad like that like you could yeah look like, i don't i don't really i'm not a big fan of cricket because i don't know a lot about it but you could tell me that you love cricket and with that i'd fucking go like i tell you oh geez i love cricket as so well just just accept me you know and, and this 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 madness like you know what i mean um so yeah, which I don't even know where I'm going down all these, these rabbit holes and I don't know where it started. Look basically what I'm trying to say is do do what kinda of lights your soul on fire which isn't gonna have any mad consequences. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like It's like, say, if you're hungry, you know what I mean, like, I know that when I have this inner voice, you know, I can look for things on the outside of myself, to to, to, to fill it, like what I was talking about, looking for social media validation, or looking for for food to make me feel good, like, food releases dopamine when we eat loads, shopping, online shopping, we're we're buying shit, that releases dopamine, you know what I mean, Um, makes us feel good, uh, sex, lust, you know, we get that, it makes us feel good, you know, and these are all things that we're, we're trying to, our brain teaches, teaches itself that, oh, when you do this act or this activity, it releases dopamine, so you imagine you have a, you have a big red button in your brain, and your brain said, oh jeez, every time you get a, a like on Instagram, you get a little dopamine hit, or every time you buy yourself something new, you get a little dopamine here or every time, you know, some girl fecking you know, you, you make love with someone, you get a little dopamine hit, <clears throat> and then slowly we can come dependent on that. You know what I mean? Especially, you know, if you're you're you're, you're an addictive personality like me, you know, you can come seriously dependent on it and, and get a very unhealthy relationship with this um, with this pattern in our heads. That every time we do this act or this activity, it releases a dopamine hit, and we can we can get wrapped up in that. Like, you know what I mean? And, and look at the end of the day, it's if you look at the scientific sides behind it, it's just uh, it's just our primal instinct. And our primal instincts are going to, like are, you know, you know, you'd imagine like you're back in a tribe back two million years ago. I don't know the math behind it. But imagine are in a tribe, you know, and we, we have three basic instincts in life, which is our social aspect, our security aspect and our sex aspect so with to survive in a tribe there are three kind of primal instincts that, that we need to cater for you know what i mean so if you're social is that you need to be approved by the tribes, so you've imagined 200 years ago or 2 million sorry 2 million years ago you're a caveman you're in a tribe it's vital for your survival that you're accepted and approved by the the by by your peers you know what i mean so this is why we were so wrapped up about being approved of by, by society and you know what I mean so if we if we kind of get thrown if we're not liked, that we're thrown out of the tribe two million years ago your chances are of survival are kind of less than you know what I mean so this is another aspect is that we why I need to be accepted why we need why we get dopamine hits when we're rewarded when we're, we're liked and approved of by our peers and and this could be in, in, in work, it could be a pattern the back off the boss, it could, be, you know, it could be social media, every time we're lights are approved of, we're getting a little dopamine hits in our brain because our brain is programmed, so yeah, we need to be, we need to survive and thrive. So and so that's one aspect, sorry I'll go into this again in another podcast more in depth, And just thinking this stuff off the top of my head, like I've, read, I've done a bit of research on it uh, a few months ago which I found really interesting and I just need to dig it up, so I'm just thinking like this about this off the top of my head. So yeah, the other aspect is the... Um, the so that, that was our solution. The other one is the security. So you have to imagine the security aspect is our assets, our, our money, you know what I mean, in terms of us to survive two million years ago as a caveman, we'd need we need money, we need uh, no we wouldn't need money two million years ago, so I don't in currency back then, but we'd need like our assets, you know, what what we can put in the cave, you know, to help us to survive, you know, which is it's important, you know what I mean? But the more like the more kind of security you have. So let's for this example, say food. Uh, if you're two million years ago, the more food you have in your cave, the more likely su- you and your family are going to survive. So we we strive to get more food and evolve. The two million years in the future, where we are today, we're striving to get more money or more assets, more cars, more clothes. You know, this is our security aspect. That we that we've got, we, we the more that we can attain the more likely we are to survive so the brain releases dopamine every time we order something on Amazon or every time we buy we go down to Dunn's room and the credit card comes out and we're overspending or every time we buy a new fucking car whatever it is whatever it is that's the dopamine that we get again it's a prime lens and the brain's releasing some dopamine and the third thing is the sex aspect and obviously we need to have sex to survive to keep our kind of keep populating the world with human beings, and which isn't always a good thing. But uh, yeah, so this the other thing is the sex aspect. You know what I mean? That we, we release a dopamine every time a girl uh, finds us attractive, every time we have sex, or you know, you know, why we, we, we can you know get so wrapped up and worried about relationships. Well, so the other thing with that as well that the, so these are our primal instincts. So we have sex, security, and uh, social. Which our brain releases little dopamine hits when we cater for these needs, these, these basic primal needs that we need to cater for. But see, the problem with these things is that if we don't care for these things, that's when the brain can release anxiety or panic attacks. So, do you ever wonder what? how come we had a panic attack when or if, when that relationship didn't work out, you know, had a bit of a breakdown? Or how come I'm having a panic attack when things aren't going well in my job and my boss doesn't like me or I didn't get that promotion, you know what I mean? Or how come I'm getting so woody and depressed when I'm going into debt? It's because these, a lot of times, it's because of these three basic instincts that our brain, you know, our, our brain has a like reward system that we get the dopamine hits when we cater for them. But we obviously feel lacking when we don't. You know what I mean? So, but again, this is a this is a, our brain is very outdated. Like a lot of a lot of our kind of the fight or flight mode come into effect because we didn't get a promotion or boss and like this obviously doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? But the brain hasn't evolved that much. We still have the same brain when we were cavemen and it's evolved now to get panic attacks our relationships not working or not getting enough likes on instagram or not getting accepted in our, in our workplace so hence we we can have panic attacks because of that so, like it's mad isn't it when you think about it so like for me what how i deal with that is separating myself from your my mind and my ego so you think like, like i said your brain is very outdated like like it's like saying we have an appendix like i think an appendix is there so we can eat grass and sticks and how many people get it removed because we don't need it anymore it, but it's still there it's because our evolution just hasn't withered away so it's the same with our thinking patterns you know the, the way we think you know what i mean uh, again again with the basic instincts you know the, the 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 sex security and social aspects that we need you know our brain still relies on this stuff because our brain thinks oh, geez, if we don't care for these things we're, we won't survive we've got, are we going to die? You know, we're organisms that we need to survive, you know what I mean? So our brain starts releasing cortisol if we're not getting accepted, and like if we feel a relationship's going to break down, or, or, if, our, or if we feel our job's going to go bust, or if we feel like we're going into debt, you know what I mean? And that's what we can lead to a lot of anxiety and depression. So I suppose one of my ways of dealing with this is to separate myself from my ego and my brain and I find that the likes of mindfulness and meditation is great for that and for recognizing that I am not my thoughts you know what I mean a lot of thoughts I have are intrusive and not controlled by me you know what I mean I have to learn that how can I separate myself from my brain which my brain is a a primal feckin Full of pr- these primal instincts that I just throws thoughts in there, but I, I just—it's about disassociating myself with those thoughts because a lot of the time we, I connect into them, it can it, and leave me living it's in a state of fear. And I heard someone say, "What does fear stand for?" Which stands for future events appearing real, and um, and that that was um, and that was it. Like you know what I mean? Um, and so when I so when I kind the Look, like, like when I live in like when, when future events appear real, it's like a lot of time, like a lot of time, you could say, like future events appear real. So, say you had a headache, what's the first thought because comes your mind? Jesus, say hey, it's bleeding bad, it's only a week to live. About Google the symptoms, you Google the symptoms, and Google tells you you only have a week to live, or you know, your worst case scenario that's how I, I how our head works. Uh, so, I'm just conscious of time here as well. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. So this, so yeah, so one of the tools that I use that helps me with the, um, with the whole kind of, you know, that thing pattern is to separate myself from it. Like how can I, how can I use like mindfulness and meditation to separate, separate myself from the thoughts that flow into my mind, all these intrusive thoughts and worries that I can get. And as soon as I connect with this worry, you know, it could be an outrageous worry, like the other day. <laughs> My sister gave me like three missed calls, and the first thing that came to my head was, oh shit, he was out there dying, he was dead, you know, he was like, you know, and, uh, and, this was, and the more I thought about it, I was like, I'm going through my family about thinking about who, who, who was out there, you know what I mean? But then it was like, Brought my sister back. She was in the area, close to where I live. She was now going to meet up and go for a walk on the pier, and that's all it was. But well, straight away my head jumped to this dramatic, outrageous conclusion that you know she was trying to inform me of terrible news, and I know it was. Living in this this assumption as if it was real, and feeling all the emotions of it, you know what I mean. And with that, then my brain leads releasing all this cortisol, and the cortisol build up can kind of potentially lead to anxiety and panic attacks and depression. But yeah, that's just fast forward very very much, you know. So yeah, so I had to. So for me, it's to be conscious of me thinking, saying right is is this the thoughts i'm getting is it factual is it true is it necessary you know what i mean when i always start getting consumed in my thoughts you know so i need to constantly be out. "What, watch your mind as if it's like and just remember that the way you think is, is it's like it's just your your brain is a gallery. you know what i mean your brain is a primal uh fucking machine that's just what an organism is trying to survive so it's throwing all these you know how how it works is that you know, it's like how our brain can can work at times is that it's trying out stuff that, like you like your your brain is programmed to make make sure you survive throughout the day. So you can imagine you wake up in a cave, you're in a cave, I'm going back to the cold caveman analogy now. So I'm just, I'm going to go like, I'm trying to go through tools that I use, I suppose for me, mental health, that really helps me. And I suppose that I've done, something something I'm passionate about and I've done research on through the years um, and I'm very passionate about psychology and how the brain works and CBT and and things like that. So I'm just going kind to of talk about stuff that I, that knowledge that I know about it and it kind of helps me and the tools that I use. They're going to help me think and and to think positively and uh, yeah and, and so this is why i'm we, going down any rabbit holes i tend to do that and he use a lot of analogies as well so yeah so another one how brain works is that your brain is programmed to let you know of any potential hazards that you that may unfold and may potentially happen to you as you embark on your day ahead so you have to imagine you wake up in the morning and in in present day 2020 and you you wake up and go jesus what, what's the story of my job today or what's the story with you know my relationship today what's the story with my money my finances and uh, will people accept me like me and um, what will happen to me today so these are some of the worries or the fears that we may get when we wake up in the morning our heads are our heads throwing all this stuff at us and yeah so again let's Fast forward. Let's actually let's jump in the time machine. Go back two million years to back when we were living in the cave and we're a caveman and we have this primal brain. And we wake up in our cave and our brain goes, does what it does. It tells us all the potential fears. So you wake up in your. So this is why our brain does what it does. So we wake up in our cave and our brain's just doing what's programmed to do and it starts showing all the potential hazards. And you say, right, Colin, when you leave your cave today, you may run into a saber tooth lion or you may be trampled by a mammoth. Or when while you're out, a snake might crawl into your cave and eat your family, or you might be eaten by a dinosaur. You know, so our brain is, is telling me, "We call them, These are the potential hazards you may face today, so you'll need to be aware of this, and you know what I mean. So, uh, so when you when you go out throughout your day, you can avoid these potential obstacles that you might run into. So again, let's go back to present day. Let's evolve two million years to where we are today, and our brain is still doing the same thing, but obviously the scenario. Have changed, instead of worrying about dinosaurs, we're worrying about our boss's acceptance. Instead of worrying about the Saber tooth line, we're worrying about getting enough likes on Instagram. You know, instead of worrying about the feckin' snake crawling into our cave we're worried about going into death you know what i mean so our brain is just doing what it's programmed to do it's just doing what it's meant to do it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me if i get anxiety or fear i have these crazy thoughts there's absolutely nothing wrong with you at all your brain is just doing what it's programmed to do but the way i deal with that and the tool that i use is meditation and mindfulness and to separate know that my, my my thinking in me isn't isn't part of me. It's it's just a program that I can I can sink into if I need to use it. You know what I mean? Your brain is essentially a tool to help you get by you know what i mean how can i how can i do this task your brain will come up with the problem then it's the solution and then the you know what i mean so you can tip into your brain to to kind of to to help with the task at hand but the, the, the brain is not there to be lived in or to to, to live in 24 7 you know what i mean because it can get unhealthy so i have to learn how can i separate myself from my brain and that's how living in the present moment the mindfulness and meditation really it had a massive impact on me and it changed my whole life, you know. Um, and yeah, so there's loads of stuff online with meditation, mindfulness, there's loads of apps, you can get, there's Headspace, there's breathe, there's journaling, you know, all these sort of stuff. Like, loads of gratitude lists as well. That's, a, that's another part of my morning ritual, is writing five things that I'm grateful for um, every day. And like, that has a profound impact on me as well. Um, and like little, little things like this but for me mindfulness is just being in the present moment you bring it back to where are you what's around you recognise your surroundings you know what I mean and little, little things like this which really really benefit me as well um, and uh, yeah so like say if I wanted to do mindfulness I'd get up in my morning get up make my coffee I'd sit out on my balcony and I'd listen to the birds I'd listen to the birds I'd feel a breeze in my face I'd look around me what can I recognise what can I see you know that I'm just I'm just trying to en- en- engross myself in the present moment. Um, but, like, I know some mornings you wake up and you're just not feeling it, you're just, your energy's off, or you're just finding it really hard to, to connect. And, like, I heard someone say before if you fake it, fake it till you make it. And then, mornings I just have to fake it. I just want to. I'll even do the task of meditation even though I'm finding it hard to connect to being in the present moment which will happen from time to time I'd I'd still try to do the task I could be mindful walking I could go for a walk and just Look around, like look around as if it's your first day on planet Earth, and you're absolutely astounded by that tree or that dog or that cat. You know, you just recognise it as if it's the first time you've ever noticed it. You know, just being pure mindful. You know what I mean? Of your surroundings. You know what I mean? Getting so engulfed by your surroundings. You know what I mean? And like little things like this is is great for me head and how. And the more you deal with, the more. The power you're taking away from from your thoughts, you know what I mean. The more I live in my thoughts, the more power I'm giving it. You know what I mean. and talks about the, that impulsiveness that we get as well the id and uh, you know the, the ego your super ego and your id your id is your child like impulsiveness that when you think it's something i want that and i want it now and it could be food sex money prestige whatever it is we, it's just our impulsive thoughts and we just want it now and we don't think of logic or consequence we just want what we want and we want it now you know and the, the more that we can kind of be I suppose the adult in that relationship with our mind that we don't give in to the first thing that we think of and the power the more strength that the, the i suppose the adult is our, our logic and without giving into the it, which is our impulsiveness the more power that we'll get you know what i mean and i find this the same with the mindfulness meditation the more power i give to my mind and my thinking the more power the more likely i am to live in my thoughts and live in this state of uh, just, uh, for me, I don't know what other people say like, why not when I'm living with my mind I tend to live anxiously or I'm a bit fearful or just feeling a bit disconnected or a bit off you know what I mean when I'm trying to practice my mindfulness and only stick to my morning ritual I find that my day, during my day I'm just feeling a bit more gentler and uh, yeah, day just seems to go by a bit a bit smoother um, but yeah, little things like that helps me a lot so yeah, I didn't I didn't get to go into the whole goals list today, uh, but hopefully in the next one we will. And I'm uh, just trying to be mindful of time and uh, just trying to keep the podcast under an hour, maybe 30 minutes to an hour and uh, yeah what? Well, and yeah that's it and like at the moment i'm trying uh, for a marathon i want to do a marathon on the 29th of july that's me plan which is a month away we just fly out, running and getting in the sea every day trying it. and yeah the things are I'm going I'm trying, I'm going to try to raise money for a PA, the house as well and yeah so if you could uh, if you see something that around if you could donate please do but if not that's absolutely no worries at all and uh, yeah just thanks a million for, for listening really appreciate it and I uh, hope everyone's keeping well and if anyone has any questions on any of the stuff that uh, I talked about uh, happy, happy let me know uh, follow me, fire me, give me a shout on Instagram call them do them and uh, yeah um, what else? Yeah. Um, yeah that's it that's it guys I uh, hope everyone's keeping well I hope everyone has a lovely gentle day and yeah catch up with you soon you. <music>